there's a lot to be said about our love for movies, not just in the States, but around the world. And there's a term for it that's used by those who study such things, and that is cinephilia, love of films. Whole books, whole blogs, whole academic careers have been devoted to the concept. But for our purposes, we might just talk about a range of loves most of us can relate to. Love for extraordinary films, uh, love for ordinary films, love for the medium as a whole, as Draley Robnick puts it. And cinephiles of most varieties usually love to immerse themselves in the medium in festival form from time to time, sharing their love and excitement about movies, not just with people they're close to, but with the public at large. And if we listen to cinephile filmmaker and playwright Jeff Bohm, we are ready as a community of art lovers to get back into those movie seats to see what's on offer. The Northeast Pennsylvania Film Festival opens this Friday and runs through Sunday, April 3rd, with a range of narrative films, short films, documentaries, and special events on the schedule. The festival is presented by the Waverly Community House and supported by the F. Lamott Bielan Arts Foundation. Jeff Bohm is a member of the committee, and he stopped in to share his excitement about the Northeast Pennsylvania Film Festival and the chance for us to celebrate movies together. You know, you get to that point. I remember being on a panel at the Austin Film Festival because it was only virtual a couple years ago, and they didn't know how to process or say where we would be, of course. And they say eventually, because uh, there is a dollar at the end of it, there is also the humanity at the end of it, because we are human. We're going to want to move on. And they said eventually we'll get to the point we'll just move on, regardless of... I hate to say the word dangerous, but we have to push through. Now we're to the point that the variants, uh, knock on wood, I hope it don't jinx us, are not of the life-threatening kind. But humankind will go on. Arts and humanities have to go on. This area has always, in the worst of times, has always thrived. There's always been an arts base. There's always been some theater group that has uh, come about. There's always been this thriving arts scene that needs to happen, that will happen. An alien invasion, Martians coming down, it will happen. We need that outlet. And so that's why people have been saying, hey, what are you doing? Because, you know, I, I do have a play coming about in November in Scranton. They said, well, what else you got? You, you know, I said, well, I, I've written a TV show. I said, well, why don't we read that? And I said, well, is it okay to read it? And is it okay to do anything? It is, because we say it is. One of the most exciting things is when we, as people from an area, can look around and see the talent that's here. And it looks like the Northeast Pennsylvania Film Festival is geared in that direction. Yes. You know, you have such great people on the board as you do. And you have uh, uh, Val Langen, John McCulloch, Leslie Peters, Desiree Zielinski, Anna Pigeon, Robert Zemeckinis, and uh, Ryan Ward and, and Zach Wilcox. These are great people. Maria Wilson heads the whole project. And uh, they really have a love of film. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you are. If you're in, uh, if you're in Provo or if you're in uh, yeah, New York City, it's a festival that's still finding its way. I always feel that it'll have a tie to Northeast Pennsylvania so far as the opening night gala has Stephen Karam. Tony award-winning Stephen Karam. My wife for my birthday took me to see The Humans on Broadway. Oh, if you talk about experiences with theater, I mean, it, it, it really shook you. It really shook you. And so they're premiering the film. It's already been on television, but locally it's, it's going to be premiering there. And Stephen's going to be there for a Q&A. And I, I have to say that it's already sold out. 
So it's not something I can promote, but it just shows how many people were interested not only in coming out to see this very talented man, but also people want to get out of the house and want to experience arts together. You can you can stream as many movies as you want at home, but I want that theater experience. I want to know what John and uh, and Mary are thinking too. There's a full festival ahead on Saturday and Sunday. And it's not just one movie after another. There are ways that the movies have been arranged so that they're presented in different ways. Yes. You know, the way they program the festival, I say they, we have programmed the festival. And, you know, there is such a diversity of genre. And uh, I think about The Human starting on Friday, but then I think about also Queens of Pain, which is a movie about, it's a documentary about roller girls. And it struck such a, a chord with the people on the board and everybody was unanimously just, yes, this has to be seen. And of course, WVA's own Alex Manelli, Marinette Land, is coming on Sunday. And there's rumors that the subject of this movie will be there in person. You know, I can't confirm all of these uh, these rumors. This is Northeastern Pennsylvania. You know, we don't have many uh, celebrities of this <laughs> ilk. But uh, a number of the people who are featured in these movies actually will be there, is the rumor. So that is another incentive for you to get your ticket early. And the tickets are selling pretty well. But Marionette Land is just one of those movies. Uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Who who would have ever thought that that would make, you know, I thought that'd be five minutes, five minutes tops. And I was enthralled. All the way through. Yes. Yes. But that is Alex's gift. He's done it before with the drive-in. And he has that. He's an X-Men. He's one of the X-Men. He has a mutant power to, like, just seek out these very interesting stories. And so... Even though he's from this area, you know, he could be an international player. I mean, that that's the thing. These A lot of people are local players. They say that, but I hate to say that because the pigeonholes them. And we, we are lucky to have them living locally because, you know, he, he could live in Milan if he wants to. <laughs> and that's true. And we're very fortunate that he has joined the staff of WVIA mm-hmm. because we think about the local programming that he will make. And he's yes. working right now on a documentary on the Agnes Flood at 50. Now, the one on the Roller Girls, is that a film that was submitted from afar, or is it from one of ours? It was submitted from afar, but it just really struck a chord with everybody. Like, wow, we really need this in our lives, in our diet. There are things that happened organically locally, especially in the Shorts block, which is on Saturday. One that premiered here on a station known as WVIA. Everybody knows Spey. John McCulloch, of course who made The Polka King, and uh, so many great shorts for WVA. Emmy Award-winning John McCulloch will show everybody No Spey, and it's about a musician who has just gone on through the decades, and no matter what the current uh, climate was, he just continued on with his rock and roll attitude, and it's a great short. We're so lucky to have people in this area who have such talent, but uh, I think this festival would be a success if it rolled out in, in the Bronx or another. It, we're so lucky to have these people among our board, and submitting these movies. I'm glad they submitted. I'm glad they thought to submit these movies. And I think you mentioned that maybe the focus of Marionette Land will possibly make an appearance, but you have some scary looking dude there. <laughs> that is, uh, yes, Dan Yeager played Leatherface in Chainsaw Massacre in 2013. It's the seventh entry in that film, and it was supposed to be the last. It was supposed to be like a sequel to the original, and Dan Yeager played Leatherface in that movie. Of course, you know, horror fans, Erica, as you may or may not know, have a whole other, it doesn't matter how good or bad the movie is, there is a whole legion of people out there who just enjoy that genre, and that's okay, you know, good or bad. 
So I will be doing a Q&A with Dan Yeager on Saturday night, Saturday the 2nd. And you could talk and ask questions to Dan Yeager and uh, also meet him. And then we're going to screen Texas Chainsaw that night. What? Editor's note, Erica Funk is walking away from the microphone. She's scared. No, but it's it's a genre that really invites. It's a legion of people who, it's almost like a brotherhood, an everyhood of people. And good or bad, they just love this genre. You know, it's not something we thought we would have in the Northeast Film Festival. It, it kind of fell in our laps. And yet we were so pleasingly accepting of it. Why not? Everybody's very excited. And uh, as I said, the Stephen Karam event on the gala night is sold out. The tickets for the Chainsaw Massacre are selling as well. Even the festival. People want to come out and they want to experience film with their fellow man and woman and whomever. And you have been very high in your praise of John McCulloch. And he has a program to offer. Yes, he is going to be there, and he's actually going to be doing how we do it, it's called. It's breaking into the business behind the camera, and he and this great cinematographer, you know, we say Los Angeles, again, international. These people could thrive anywhere. Tyler Weinberger is going to be there, and John's going to be moderating this panel. I'm sorry, Emmy Award winning <laughs> John McCulloch. He's a friend of mine, so I, I almost laugh at that, but they're going to be moderating this panel, and they're going to talk to people because, Eric, I made a movie about 15-plus years ago. And I used DVX, which is a digital video. Now, I thought if I just waited, people are making movies on their phones. And I'm not knocking this. I'm saying the technology has come about. So they will be teaching you how, yes, it's okay to want to make things with media that's at our fingertips, but how to do it correctly. And that is the point of this panel. It's going to go from 115 to 215 on Sunday. And it is going to be an amazing panel. And anybody who's thinking, oh, gosh, I might have the chops, but I definitely have the technology in my pocket, come out and see this panel. Now, I have heard people at this table say, I got a prompt and I had to make a 10-minute play and I only had a day to do it. And <laughs> you're a playwright, mm -hmm. so you know about that with playwrights, right? What's this business about a challenge? Mystery Box Challenge does exactly that, Erica. It puts a prop in your lap and you have to hone a movie around it in a very, very short window. I give so many props to these young filmmakers and they really had to hone down the films that were going to be in this festival. So you have Luz Cabrales and Desiree Zielinski curating this Mystery Box Challenge because there were so many talented people submitting, they really had to narrow it down to this window of eight or so movies. And they are. It's of such talent. You're wondering, wow, they, they could be in a festival all of their own. But they, they really had this challenge. They received an assortment of plot devices and character names and maybe a line of dialogue here or there or a location. And they had to produce a short film based on that. I was in that thing called the 48-hour film challenge back a decade or so ago, and it's challenging, Erica. It's terribly challenging, and they were able to produce a film based on that. Yeah, they, they need to be recognized, this whole list of people. Sunday at noon, they're going to they're gonna unveil these short films at Mystery Box Challenge, and when you see them, you're going to be amazed. And we will be viewing this wonderful assortment of films at the Ritz Theater. Now, the yes. Ritz Theater has history, Jeff. History. Let me tell you about the history of the Ritz Theater. Do you have two hours? I am a big fan of the Marx Brothers. And during the pandemic, I found this group online, the Marx Brothers Council. They do a podcast with some famous people who come in and talk about the Marx Brothers because there was a worldwide endeavor this summer where one of the moderators, Noah Diamond, who wrote a brilliant book on the Marx Brothers called Give Me a Thrill. He actually went back to the Marx Brothers' first Broadway show, which people had just been repeating and repeating the same facts. I'm making air quotes over and over. He went back and he actually tore this play apart and actually found the original 
original. And he actually went out and, and he actually then performed it as part of the Fringe Festival in New York. And then he wrote a book based on it. And he's one of the moderators of this, uh, the Marx Brothers Council. So anyway, he said anybody who has a theater in their area, and there is a book by Robert Bader that will tell you where the Marx Brothers performed all throughout the country, if it's still standing, if it's not standing, if you want to go and get video of it. And I had been cooped up during the pandemic and I called, I'm sorry, Emmy Award winning filmmaker John McCulloch. I said, do you have a day? He says, of course I do for you. And we came out and we did a little short on the Ritz Theater. And I'm telling you all this, these overtures because the Marx Brothers performed in a show called Home Again at what was then, it, it was called something different than the Poly, but it was at that theater space. And I just was astounded. And Michael, who owns the theater now and runs it, you know, was was so approachable and just went and showed us everything. He showed us the original proscenium, which you have to go up in the back. And that's all in this little short movie. And, you know, Noah was kind. He, he took me on the side and he, he um, emailed me. He said, this is one of the highlights of the... Of, but the, all these people from around the country who were cooped up sent in videos of theaters that the Marx Brothers had performed in. And that is the Ritz Theater in Scranton. If you go into the theater, you're so lucky to walk those hallowed halls. It is a vaudeville theater. And it has been repurposed in those years. But you're walking in a, a theater where Houdini was and the Marx Brothers. Like, can you imagine? Like, I can't. I mean, maybe the younger people, I, I hope they do. But we did this short little documentary, and we'll do it this week to help promote the film festival. But you are seeing these modern movies that were shot, some of them on the most modern technologies, in what could be the old brick of, you know, this area. And we're so lucky. We're so lucky to walk those hallowed halls. I hope people understand that. It was Leadership Lackawanna. Yes. Took as a project trying to assemble some history, and I hope it's still up. Not only is it still up, Erica, Stephanie Longo, a good friend of mine, was in that class, and they reproduced the pictures from that era, and they are still hanging and will hang, I hope, for decades and showing the passage of time. It was repurposed as a mini-mall. Yes, we all know, if you know the history at all, it's where I saw the movie Brain Donors in the 90s, and that was a take on A Night of the Opera of the Marx Brothers. And I, to have it all come back full circle, for me to walk those hallowed halls, and for Michael to say, you know, this used to be <laughs> just one half of the of the gallery. Downstairs where the cafe is now is where the Marx Brothers, that was where their, their, their stage was. And I'm glad that people are recognizing that. And yes, Leadership Lackawanna did do a project there, and it is astounding. Thank God that everybody's coming together to, like, preserve this. But the Ritz Theater is there, despite all odds. And gosh, we're going to be seeing modern, very modern movies there the weekend of April 1st to the 3rd. Jeff Bohm, filmmaker, playwright, and member of the Film Festival Committee, speaking with us about the Northeast Pennsylvania Film Festival opening Friday and running through Sunday, April 3rd. The festival is presented by the Waverly Community House. Maria Wilson is executive director there, and the festival is supported by the F. Lamont Bielan Arts Foundation. For more information on the web, nepafilmfestival.com, nepafilmfestival.com, and you heard some of the highlights from Jeff Bohm. The opening night reception and screening of The Humans, he tells us, is sold out. So we'll move quickly to Saturday, and the highlights on Saturday at 11 in the morning, that's the beginning of the screening of feature films. There'll be short films in the afternoon, documentaries to follow, and the Texas Chainsaw Horror Block with a meet and greet with Dan Yeager and a Q&A moderated by Jeff Boehm. And then on Sunday, we'll get a chance to have the Mystery Box Film Challenge unveiled at noon 
panel discussions at 1.15. We heard that John McCulloch will present how we do it and the WVIA documentary filmmaking for digital audience, our award-winning filmmaking team at 2.30, talking about making documentaries for television and digital and how to distribute them today in our fast-paced environment. And then the closing film at 3.30, and that will be, drumroll please, Marionette Land, and that's by Al Monelli. And Al Monelli is uh, an award-winning filmmaker and now on the WVIA staff. And then the Best of Awards ceremony to close. So that's Saturday and Sunday at the Ritz Theater and Performing Arts Center, 222 Wyoming Avenue in Scranton. It's the Northeast PA Film Festival, nepafilmfestival.com nepafilmfestival.com